Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Glad you remember to turn us on every day at this time. Doug Gottlieb Show brought to you by Better Sportsbook. Check out the latest lines in World of Sports at Better Sportsbook. Better is the trusted name in online sports betting. You got to be 21. President in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. Kind of interesting what's what's going on in, in football. All right, so the jobs that we have open, right? The jobs that you have open. You have um, Raiders is still open. They they requested a chance to talk to Josh McDaniels. People have wondered about Jim Harbaugh aloud. Okay. So you got the, the, the Raiders job is still open. Bears, they're hiring Matt Eberflus, who, of course, was a defensive coordinator with the Colts. Broncos, they're going to hire Nathaniel Hackett, who is the quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator with the Green Bay Packers. Okay, The Jaguars, well, that one's hard. Byron Leftwich, we think, is a pending deal, but he wants Trent Baalke out and Adrian Wilson in as general manager. Baalke, meanwhile, is out interviewing other people. You got the Saints job that's open, right? Um, what other jobs are the Giants jobs still open, right? Where Brian Flores came in and he just got done interviewing today. The Dolphins job is still open. What jobs am I forgetting there, Dan Beyer, in terms of jobs? Did, did you say Dolphins, Saints? I did say Saints. Okay. Dolphins, Saints, Giants. Bears is closed. Broncos uh, is Jaguars. Closed. Yep. Raiders. Vikings. 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 Okay, so what you usually get in jobs is not any different than, you know, some people have types, but with jobs, usually you just do, it's not a type, you're the opposite of what you've previously done. I mean, think about it. Like the guy who is rumored to be replacing, um, to be replacing Sean Payton is Dennis Allen. What is Dennis Allen? He's a defensive coordinator who has been a head coach previously, right? But Dennis Allen has got a defensive background. Who's a head coach of the Raiders for two years. He's a Broncos D coordinator. They had a good year. He's a Saints D coordinator. Defensive guy. Sean Payton's an offensive guy. You replace an offensive guy with a defensive guy. If you had a very inexperienced guy, you get somebody who's really experienced. If you had an offensive guy, you go defense. Defensive guy, you go offense. That's why I I believe that the Broncos went offense. That's why the Bears went defense. And it stands the reason that the Dolphins will probably go offense as Brian Flores was defense. The Saints go defense as they were offense before. And the Giants, well, now the Giants, they'll probably hire somebody with experience because Joe Judge was a special teams guy. So you can go offense or defense. You just want somebody who's got the best experience possible because Joe Judge was completely inexperienced and many of his remarks with the media reflected as such. 
He didn't understand the room because he had never been in the room before. And when trying to relate to the room, he just tried way too hard. Are there other reasons that Joe Judge lost his job? Of course. But my guess is you almost always replace the somebody with the opposite. Unless, of course, you're coming off of a great coach who retires. He's been there forever. And then you're like, how do we do that again? How do we get another one of those guys again? That's like when you lose your golden retriever, you don't suddenly become a doodle guy. You're like, you know what? I love that golden retriever. I'm going to go get another golden retriever. Why? Because we get golden retrievers. That's what we do. I say this. My mom was a golden retriever mom for, you know, 15, 20 years or such. And then she switched. Now she's, she's got a sheep doodle like we do. So, got to love a sheep doodle Anyway, that's, and, and. As much as Brian Billick, you know, he's like, well, now that's what you do. You hire the younger guys. Like, okay, well, let's look at the NFC Championship game. What do those guys have in common? They're both from this younger generation. They're both friends, by the way. And with guys that grew up in it, obviously McVay, his first job was as a grinder, grunt with John Gruden. And then Kyle came up as a player at Texas and then was in it with his dad and grew throughout several different organizations or connections to his dad. You know, and then, of course, on the other side, you have another guy who's a young up and coming guy. So we can sit here and go, I don't know about these young guys, but the young guys do seem to be doing quite well. Zach Taylor was a guy who, when he was hired, people said, who? There were people that criticized him even going into this year. Have you guys seen this uh, Jeff Garcia story? With what he said about uh, Mina Kimes? Did you not agree with this? I did not. Bye, you've seen this? Yeah, yeah. I read his social media post, I believe. Was yeah. it an IG post? I think it was an IG post. He, here's what he said. Who in the hell is Mina Kimes? And when was the last time she threw a touchdown pass in a game? Never, ever has she taken a snap or can truly understand the ability, mindset, the physical and mental toughness it takes to play quarterback position in, or, or any position in the NFL. The fact that there are people out there given a platform to talk about something that they have never done is hilarious. And that's how you have to look at it. Look at her. She's a joke. So let's just laugh at her and support Jimmy root our Niners to go out and beat the living F out of one more team. That's what it takes. She will never know that feeling. Can I get an amen piece? Uh Oh, what? <laughs> um, if, if this is breaking news, I think Jeff Garcia is about to get canceled. What does Jeff Garcia do now? I he was um, he was selling some CBD at the Super Bowl last year or two years ago. I don't know what his maybe an analyst for uh, local. I don't know because the the analyst for local is um, is Dante Whitner, who we have on. Yeah, I think Jeff's done some work with them as well. I don't know for sure, but if your question is what could he be canceled from, I think I'm just talking about. From social media. He'll be the the mark of the day, you know? Okay, so uh, what do we think about... So Mina Kimes, apparently, her opinion was that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't help his team win, right? And that is that my... That, that was a comment that she... That, that really... Uh, uh, she said, Jimmy G is the definition of being part of a group project that gets an A while doing none of the work. That's what she said. Okay, so let, let's, let's have the conversation that nobody in the media wants to have, right? And this is the, 
this is the hard one for like women in football. It's really hard. There's women that are being named at, on the coaching staffs, and there's a huge push pushback within the real world of the NFL, which is like, look, it's one thing to work in the front office, but it's really hard when you've never actually even played football. The problem with Mina is, is she a reporter? Is she because if she's an analyst, traditionally the analyst route is reserved for people who played or coached. Is she opinion giver, right? That's the space that I occupy in, in, in football specifically, or in baseball, or in other non-basketball sports. Is I'm, I'm, an opinion, I'm a loudmouth talking head guy. Now, I would say that like Mina talks to people. Right? She does know people in, in the sport. And I, I don't think what she's saying is crazy about Jimmy Garoppolo. I think she's going a little bit over the top saying he had nothing to do with it. There's plenty that he has to do with. And at some point you go like, they are winning. The problem with Jimmy is not that he does nothing. It's that every once in a while he does something really stupid. Right? He's, he's the guy that'll forget if you're doing the group project that he'll forget to show up at the important meeting or he won't do the citation that needed so that she doesn't look like you're, play, you're plagiarizing wherever you, you took the information from. Do I think her critique is overly harsh? Sure. Do I think she has the right to give it? I think it depends upon the platform. Depends upon the platform. But it is hard to go like, when you start to get, because she's an analyst, is she still an analyst for Rams preseason games? I know she did it this year. She did it last year as well. Yeah. And she has, uh, um, What's his name? He used to be running back for the Jags and for uh, UCLA. Maurice Jones-Drew. Yeah. yeah, Maurice Jones-Drew. Isn't it ESPN? I mean, I, what Jeff Garcia has a problem with, maybe not her per se, but just an ESPN putting anybody in a position to give opinions that didn't play the game. It sounds like he just has an issue with that person. And unfortunately for him, he's, he says it by name here, and I think he's going to get up a huge backlash on this. I think you'll have plenty of like behind the scenes support, but yeah, it'll be hard to support him in, in public. Yes. I'm like, look, I said this about um, Maria Taylor when she was there. It wasn't an attack on Maria Taylor. It was just like, she's a host hosts by definition, aren't supposed to give their opinion yet. She had a vote on NBA's all pro and NBA's all pro team actually affects guys ability to get a max contract. Like it's a real thing. And she'd barely been covering the league. Like, just give it to the analysts. Just give it to the guys that play and the guys that coach, the guys that are general managers. Like those guys know what they're doing. And there's just, and having worked there, I know, and she's a, a star on the rise. She's working in so many different things. Somebody shoves a people piece of paper in front of your face. Like, Hey, we need your list of, of uh, all pros. And we need it by the end of the night. You're like, uh, okay. And you leave somebody out. Like I've done that with, we need your top, top your one seats. You forget something like, Oh man, I totally forgot Duke. Like just happens. But sometimes it's that you're overworked. Sometimes it's not your field of expertise. You know? Not your field of expertise. Like we're For looking... Mina, I'm sorry. Uh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, we're, I, we're watching uh, Around the Horn right now, right? With okay, the sound yeah. down. And, yeah. and she's on, literally speaking right now. And that is a platform for sports writers, and it's positioned as such. This, these are opinions from sports writers. Correct. I think what Garcia has an issue with is that she's on that NFL show. NFL Live. She's on the NFL Live and show, and it's it's she's yeah. very opinionated. Like, and she says it with conviction. And I think that's what kind of offends Jeff Garcia's sensibilities. And I think you're right. I think I, I I'm going to tell you right now. I think it offends most people in football. 
Correct. It's not, because it's not just that she's never she's never been in the front office. She's a she's a writer. And that's what that's what they all they all those guys. And it's the same in basketball. It's the same in baseball. It's it's not the look. Um, and it's really really hard to be a woman in what used to be a male dominated place of sports media. She has a place. I'm not saying she does not belong on TV, even talking about football. But when you get on a show where you got Orlovsky breaking down all this tape, right, who played the position, who's kind of savant at the position. You have Keyshawn Johnson, who, granted, may, may not do the legwork of Mina, right? may not have talked to as many uh, as Mina, but Keyshawn Johnson was a great player, a number one overall pick in the NFL. It doesn't mean that he knows more about every different discussion than Mina does, but from firsthand experience. That show needs to decide what it is. If it's the, because they, there was a time when it went to NFL Live was all the reporters and nobody watched. And now they got Orlovsky on and it's great, right? And you have um, Marcus Spears, who's great. And they're all going to come out and, and protect her and defend her because they know she does a lot of work. But the fact is that like, she, she didn't, she's literally never played football. She hasn't worked for a football team. She doesn't, there's a lot of things she doesn't know. And so it's really hard. Look, it'd be hard for me to do it. Now, the, the difference would, would be, I would say, is like, look, when you play professional sports, you understand that things work a lot differently than, than outside. And I have a lot of convictions and things I say, but I would also cite a conversation I had with somebody else. Hey, you know, I talked to a general manager in the league and they were telling me that you just can't equate him to winning like you can Pat Mahomes. He's not always the reason that they win. You know, he's got to, he's just got to be not a reason that they lose. Like that's a different comment. I, I just think that that show is a, what, what is it show where they've thrown a bunch together? Does it work? Because I think Laura Rutledge is awesome. She's the host. And she'll make comments, but she doesn't necessarily make opinionated comments. I know it's a, it's a hard play. It's a hard place to be in the world of athletics when you haven't played, you haven't coached. Yes, John Ramos. Do you think then that his his point of view is valid because he did play and he's, I mean, is that a valid point? Whether or not you think it's a uh, non, what's the word that uh, you used? It was like non PC, I guess you would say. Is it a valid point because he did play football? He was the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. He did play in big games. Is it a valid point to say that? Or should should you just be quiet and just kind of let bygones be bygones? And look, everybody does what they do. Look, I was in radio where people that were like never in radio in their life, and they were like, oh, he's going to be a, a radio host. What does he do? He's a lawyer. Like, the guy never yeah, went every, to the radio. Everybody thinks it's easy to right. do it, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, so it's kind of like this whole thing about, oh, I went to radio. I went to school. I was in radio production. I did all this stuff. And then, like, the guy who was, like, the got the hosted job was, like, a lawyer. Like, oh, okay. Well, so, look, I, 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 would, go, I would say, right? do, uh, yeah, I think he comes out as, like, just super Jimmy defender. I think what you have to do is you have to say, it, it comes off as angry, get off my lawn guy. Whereas, if you just said, said look... Mina Kimes entitled to her opinion, but I struggle with her opinion considering she doesn't, she didn't play football. She doesn't coach football. She hasn't been, she, you know, she's a reporter. And so in terms of reporting, it's, you know, 
I have no – but if you're going to give me actual football analysis, you know, I struggle to, to – uh, you know, or maybe, but when when he's like she, he, he went way over the top. He went way over the top. Do I think you have to have played in the NFL to talk about the NFL? Of course not. There's plenty of guys who play in the NFL that can't tell you anything. Most of the guys can, but sometimes they can't put together put it together and they're not articulate enough. But I, I just think that you have to find the right avenue and vehicle and way of relating it. And I think sometimes ESPN does the damage in she right now is they're trying to find a home for her. That That's they think she's talented. They're trying to find a home for her. that's why she's on every different show. They like her. But they don't really know how to use her. Putting her on NFL Live when you have those other guys on there. It 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 it's it can be hard for football guys to take. Again, that doesn't mean like Jeff Garcia's opinion is the end-all, be-all. And it doesn't mean that what she said is wrong. Um, I would say that that is a, an opinion that is shared by a lot of people. Not by everybody, but by a, a lot of people. Look, I've told people this all the time. Doris Burke is a groundbreaking, groundbreaking broadcaster. Not because she's a woman, because she didn't play in the NBA. She didn't coach in the NBA. She's not a general manager in the NBA, and yet she's doing some of the biggest NBA games. Of course I will champion Doris Burke. And But she would even tell you, like, if she privately counseled you, she'd probably say, like, look, when I first started doing it and how I am now, I know so much more about this league by calling games and being around it because it's a different sport than men's college basketball, which she used to use, and it's a completely different sport than women's college basketball. It just is. The, the, you can run the same sets. It's different. But at least she did play, she did coach the sport of basketball, and she's done it for a long time. I, I think that's why. But she's a groundbreaking broadcaster. Um. Do I think Jeff Garcia gets canceled? Like, I just hadn't thought of Jeff Garcia in a long time. That's really what it comes down to. And maybe that's it, right? Maybe he he just doesn't have a whole lot of influence in social media, so maybe this will go by the boards. But hasn't there been a precedent for this? Uh, something happened with Mina, I want to say, a couple months ago, and I think there was, there was a racial tweet, and everybody at ESPN uh, – retweeted this and defended her and it became a big thing and this was just from a random uh twitter user so i have a feeling this might go the same way for jeff that everybody just starts defending mina jeff is a sexist oh, that's, what, that's what period. that's yes it becomes it becomes sexism you know i mean like look i think people thought that way about pablo torre who's a brilliant guy or bamani jones like those guys are really smart guys and she's a really smart woman but it's like, all right, what's your sports background? I thought Will Kane was miscast when he was there. Like you can't go from covering politics to covering sports and then go like, okay, well, like, you got to have to have some sports equity. You know? Got to have some sports equity. And I, 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 I don't know if she has the, the, the sports equity to do it. It's a hard thing to pull off. And they've done her uh, no justice by moving her around a bunch. Um. So, but there's, there's a way to do it. Like, look, I'm not going to mention names. I know there's somebody who covers college basketball and used to be a reporter and is now an analyst. And when I watch said person, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's hard to, 
and and even when in how that person does what they do, they're usually pretty smart of staying away from the real analysis. Some people who do it, they try and really analyze, and you're like, yeah, that's you're not looking at it right. It's something completely different. Sometimes they nail it. Sometimes they nail it. You analysts, you, you got to have some equity in the sport. You just do. It's different than the sideline. It's different than a reporter. Now, some people don't understand the difference in being a sideline reporter, being a news reporter, and being a, you know, and and being an analyst. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Marshall Fox, our guest, Hall of Fame running back, member of the Rams Super Bowl champion, championship team in 1999, the greatest show on turf. And he's joining us on, the, on behalf of Bet Online. I get that you catch the ball out of the backfield, but when, when you're watching that Bills-Chiefs game, as a guy who played mm-hmm. on one of the most ridiculous offenses the world has ever seen, what comes to your mind when you're watching? Oh, man, I was thrilled. I, I was just like, I was, in, I was on the edge of my seat like everybody else. It was it was it was like a thriller, man. I, I just that that whole weekend, you know, all four games was. Um, I, I think that was the best weekend of football that I. I mean, in a long time, if not my life. I mean, it's 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 crazy, man. That was just awesome to watch the the, the competition and 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 it, it was it was so good that. You felt like you wanted, although the Chiefs wanted, you wanted Josh Allen to win something too. It felt like he deserved to win something too, Doug. <laughs> so where people are questioning, it's a, it's a very, it's a totally valid point. Okay, speaking of the overtime rules, what would you do? I I leave it as is. I mean, I'm not I'm not touching it. Listen, you 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 had 60 minutes to win. You didn't win. I mean. And then, and then what? Hey, put the number one defense in the NFL out there. So, uh, I mean, but, but it, you, you, you get the ball. You score a touchdown if you win. If you don't score a touchdown, if you kick a field goal, they have an opportunity to either beat you or tie you. I, I think that's fair. Doug, I think it's fair, man. I, I, I would not... I don't want to go. I I can't go a different route with this. I think it's. I think the rules how they have them right now, it's it's fair. I'm telling you emotionally. I'm I'm telling you what you're feeling and what other people are feeling because I feel it too. You feel like Josh Allen should win something for that effort. You just feel like he shouldn't lose. That didn't look like a loser. Well, they should they should have kicked the ball off to Byron Pringle and tackled him, and then the Chiefs only have one play. Like I, I, I'm, I like like that to me is that I'm with you on the over. I've never liked the overtime rules. I would I didn't mind the sudden death element to it, but to me it's the bigger story is Buffalo cannot give up a field goal. It wasn't even a, it's not like a 65 yarder, a 48 49 yard field goal. Like come on, when when you don't have McCall Hardman back there and you don't have Tyreek Hill back there, you kick it off to Pringle, you tackle him, and then all you got to do is play one play. You know, you're I, I the didn't. number one defense in the league, and with that amount of time, you gave up a field goal. Well, I mean, that's, listen, there's so many ways to look at it, and I don't want to pick. I don't want to look at the bad parts of what happened for Buffalo. I want to say 
And I, I'm going to keep talking about it because the feeling is you feel like Josh Allen should have won something. That effort was, was unbelievable, what he did, and then what Mahomes came back to do. It's a, it's a, it's a fair point. Do you think that the Bengals can keep up with them this week? Remember, when they, when they met a couple weeks ago, Bengals having the three points in the second half. Um, what, what do you think of this matchup now? It's with the line seven and a half now, so it's uh, a, a touchdown and a hook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that little half just changed it. It it just changed it. It was it was seven all day, and it just went to seven and a half. And listen, if I if I was if I was a betting man, I'd take the Bengals in seven and a half. But the reality is, um, it's going to be a little different at home with Kansas City for the Bengals. And I believe Joe Burrow and company. Not only do they have to score touchdowns, but they have to use a little bit more Joe Mixon and control the clock. You don't want to get in a shootout with this team. You don't. No, they're they're unbelievable. All right, let's get to the Rams. Um, of course, your your former team or one of your two former teams, and they're taking on yeah. the 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 San Francisco 49ers. Was there anybody who always had your guy's number? Like the Niners have their number. Was there ever a guy who or a team that had your number? Um, I'm going to say it was probably Tampa Bay. You know, we we had we had epic battles with them. Um, it was just like hard-fought games. Uh, our offense, um, you know, Sapp and company defense with Brooks and Lynch and Barber. It was just like it was. It was perfect. It was made for TV. And 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 as we watched this, you know, I, I keep saying it, man, to go against your your rival, your division rival, the Rams Niners rival has been going on for a long time. Two-story franchises, a lot of history there, um, and uh, it's it's real. Like the that that rivalry, it's real. And for the Rams to get to get to the Super Bowl, to beat your rival to get to the Super Bowl, you wouldn't want to have it any other way. I mean, if you could play them in the Super Bowl, you want to play them in the Super Bowl. But to get to the Super Bowl is the next best thing. And I just I think it's I think it's awesome. That, that this opportunity presents itself because people don't understand if the Rams had beat if the Rams had beaten the 49ers 49ers wouldn't be in the playoffs right now right. I don't think there's another team that could have went into Green Bay and won but, but San Francisco so who knows to beat a team three times is hard but, it, but, but they got them six times already so let's see. <laughs> when I say Jimmy Garoppolo, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Here's what you know. Everybody, I, I, I would, I, I want to say game manager, um, but I'm gonna call him an opportunistic, an, an opportunist, because what the guy did, what he did in that game against Aaron Rodgers, some of the throws I saw him make, he was like, oh, three, one, two, oh, come back to three, boom, completion. I was impressed. I, I didn't. I didn't think Jimmy Ballgame had that in him. I, I didn't think he had that in him. You know, I, I felt like he was, you know, more Jimmy Longchair than Jimmy Ballgame. He always. He usually has that one throw or two throws in a game where you're like, "Yee!" And if he gets picked off or dramatically changes the effect, he just ha- he has that ability though, right? To have that that yeah. one awful throw. Well, he had three of them in that game. 
And, and I mean, it was like it was there was three balls that one could have been a pick six and two should have been pissed, picked off, but they just it just didn't happen. And um, he got lucky. Yeah, he got lucky. Marshall Falk, our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. All right, let's go to the bet online lines. Okay, so you already said now it's moved to seven to hook. You'd like Cincinnati. Over under 54. That seems low considering what just happened with the Bills and what happened when these two teams got together previously. 54 over under. Do you have a lean? Yeah, I'm, I'm, go- I'm going with the over on this one because I feel like these two teams defensively, there's going to, it's going to take them a while to kind of catch up with how these offenses are going to come out. Okay, now let's go to the Rams and the Niners. The Niners are three-and-a-half-point dogs. Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Forty-five-and-a-half is the over-under. Do you have a lean? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going with the Rams. I'm giving up three. Um, and and I, like the, I like the under here. These two defenses will stand up. Like They will, they will show their ugly faces. I, I think that um, Aaron Donald and company understands what's at stake and – and San Francisco defense, they've been showing up for the last, like, I think, month and a half, two months. They've really, really poured it on. Um, this, they, they, they've been, they've been uh, a force to be reckoned with as lately. I, I love what John Lynch has built there and the culture defensively down the middle of that defense. You look at Boza, but that Armstead, oh, oh my God. Monster. He is a beast. Yeah. Yeah, he's an absolute monster. Then he got Bosa coming off the edge. It's, it's crazy. Marshall, can't wait to see you at the Super Bowl. I'm sure you'll be on the golf course at some point okay. during the week as oh, well. Yeah. yeah, you know I am. You know I am. Hey, hey, listen. You know I'm Aztec Pride. You know I'm Aztec Pride. We're here. They caught that They caught that L last night, though. They caught that L up in, know, up in I Utah. I know, I know. We, we haven't been playing much, but you, you got to like what you see out there. I do. Just, we'll, we'll be around. We'll be around. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up and talk about it in L.A. Thanks so much for joining us. You're the you best. Know, I love it. Love right. it. Thanks, Doug. That's the one only Marshall Falk who robbed of the Heisman Trophy back. You guys remember like, how good he was in college? There's a guy who I don't know. Like Mike Martz obviously should get a ton of credit because Martz, one of the big focuses of his offense is the biggest mismatch in a football field is the running back versus a linebacker, and that's all they did with Marshall Falk. And it, you know, but Marshall Falk also had the ability to do all that. Where is he in your all-time favorite Ram running back? Because the Rams have had, they had Jerome Bettis, who was Bacon. a monster. They had Eric Dickerson. Um, who else am I, I mean, you could, you could go Todd Gurley if you'd like. Last time they went to the Super Bowl. John Ramos, where is Marshall Falk in he's your all-time there. favorite? What do you mean he's up there? Is he your favorite? Like, who's your favorite Ram running back of all time? Eric Dickerson is my favorite Ram. More so than Marshall Falk because he wasn't an L.A. Ram? Uh, maybe that's a little bit of it, but he's, I would say he's right. Number two, I'll put him at number two. Okay. Yeah. Is that good enough? Number two, then not number one. You can do whatever you want. Well, yeah, like, again, I just did. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Is it good enough? Like you don't have to rank him number two. If you like Jerome, people forget how good Jerome Bettis he was, was with the Rams. With the Rams. He was very good. Yeah. He's a monster. It was incredible. I wonder, was he the bus though when he was with the Rams? I don't know. Remember if they... If, if they called him the bus, though, when he was with the I thought Rams. he was always the bus. Okay, he, he may always have been. the bus. Yeah. I mean, do you think— They you... also had um, Steven Jackson. That's People right. He was very good. Steven Jackson had about a two- or three-year run there. Steven Jackson, like, in terms of physical specimen, like, that guy walked into a room and, every like, bodybuilders were like, damn, man. Yeah. That guy's making me look bad. He was unbelievable. He just didn't have the longevity, and he wasn't as shifty in the hips. Right. 
But they've had a lot of good running backs. A lot. Well, I hope Cam Akers can add to that this Sunday. Just Cam Akers playing. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to the press. The press. The press is brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the most trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. Present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dan, what do you got? Sorry, I had to uh, interject with my (laughs) under pressure line. Uh, News just in. Ed Werder uh, has more. Ed Werder, uh, ESPN, the not ESPN, hung out with us for a while. Now back to ESPN uh, saying that Mike McCarthy has been told he will be back in 2022. Dan Quinn coming back as defensive coordinator. And Kellen Moore likely not getting a head coaching job. So the band will be back in Big D in 2022. They're going to run it back. Let's do it. Let's do it. Surprising, because I thought... Roger that. And I don't know, Doug, how much that wild card loss to San Francisco affected things. Uh, I think it did Mm. for Kellen Moore. Dan Quinn, I'm not sure. I think Quinn was very... could have been picky on where he wanted to go. Um, And maybe his pickiness didn't set up. But uh, but the Cowboys will have uh, everybody back in 2022. So you think Dan Quinn could have gotten a head coaching job? Mm-hmm. I think I, I think that Denver was a scenario that mm-hmm. that he liked. I know he did interview in other places as well. I would also say this because this was brought up before we kind of knew what was happening. Yeah. There is there was a little uh, movement or talk of Dan Quinn in Seattle if Pete Carroll ended up stepping aside, which he did not, and Pete Carroll's going to be sticking around. But if the uh, if the Seahawks ended up making a move uh, with Carroll next year, that if the Cowboys continue their defensive ways, that maybe Dan Quinn could be a candidate there as he was their defensive coordinator when they won the Super Bowl. Exactly. That's a possibility. Yeah. Right, and they had the Legion of Boom. Yeah, and that's why I think that he actually could be a little picky. I know people want to point at the you know, Falcons tenure and the loss in the Super Bowl, but they did get to the Super Bowl. Uh, Byron Leftwich uh, went to the Super Bowl last year as the offensive coordinator of the Buccaneers. Next year, we don't know, but we think he's going to be the head coach of the Jaguars. Bit of a power play apparently going on as reports say that Leftwich does not want Trent Balky as the general manager in Jacksonville. And reports Mike Jarecki uh, of the covering football for the Arizona Cardinals and has covered the NFL for a while, says Adrian Wilson, a Cardinals exec, could be the GM to replace Balky in Jacksonville, allowing Leftwich to take over the Jags head coaching okay. job. That okay. would be crazy, right? But, yes. you, again, you want to work with somebody. I, I understand you want to work with somebody you want to work with. I mean, I, But the, the Balky thing being out would be crazy. Considering he wasn't out, you would think if he was out, he wouldn't have been well, involved in the process. Yeah, yeah. And he was the reason that clown show was going on, or one of the reasons that they had at the end of the year when they ended up beating the Colts. A lot of the reasons why they had that clown out, if you will, in Jacksonville was because Balky was the general manager. Josh McDaniel's going to be interviewing with the Raiders. And this is getting a lot of steam on social media because uh, New England executive uh, – is that Dave Ziegler also interviewed for the uh, GM job with the Raiders. So you could see maybe a package deal in Las Vegas, but Josh McDaniels going to interview tomorrow with That's the Raiders. That's pretty cool. 
And and when he takes it, he's gonna be like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" <laughs> that division could be Are tough. Sure? That's yeah. for sure. Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers reached out to undrafted rookie Jose Alvarado of the New Orleans Pelicans and said, hey, I'll pay for your double technical foul uh, that we got in our game earlier. $2,000. He and Alvarado got double techs. Embiid says, I will cover it for you. Alvarado is one of the best stories I've ever seen, right? Where he's, here's a New York kid who wasn't crazy heavily recruited. He was ACC defensive and ACC player of the year last year. They won the ACC tournament, and now he's made his way in the league. So it's a really cool story. He's an awesome kid and unbelievable defensively. And finally, Doug, Warriors forward Draymond Green has got a new team. No, he's still with the Warriors, but he has now signed a contract with TNT to uh, contribute to inside the NBA. He's done it in the past, but now is under contract to do so. So Draymond Green, a member of the TNT NBA crew. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. I would say that would keep him from criticizing him, but they don't care. They criticize whoever they want. The press is brought to you by Hustler Turf for brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their business. And for weekend Joes, Hustler Turf has a full lineup of residential mowers. Go to HustlerTurf.com. That's HustlerTurf.com. All right, get closer and closer to the games. Tomorrow, the picks that matter. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.